I'm Maria Marquez. Um, I'm originally from Barcelona. Many people think I was crazy for abandoning my very beautiful hometown for Yorkshire, you know. It has made me realize that I am a lot more resilient than I thought I was. <laughs> it, it's also just made me realize what I really, really want and not what I thought I wanted. Welcome to My Leeds Story, a podcast series from the University of Leeds alumni and development team, which shines a spotlight on members of our global Leeds community. We're extremely proud of the achievements of all of our graduating students here at Leeds, but especially our class of 2020, who earned their degrees in the face of extraordinary change. We know that our graduates are keen to make a real difference in the world and in each episode of this My Lead Story Class of 2020 podcast series we'll be shining a spotlight on a Leeds alum who graduated in 2020. In this episode, Mark is in conversation with sociology graduate Maria Marquez. They discuss Maria's experience of swapping Spain for Yorkshire, explore how lockdown has fundamentally changed Maria's outlook on life and reflect on the challenges of finding work as a 2020 graduate. Hi, Maria. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Do you just want to start by introducing yourself? Hi, Mark. Yes. Um, so I'm Maria. I'm originally from Barcelona and I graduated in 2020 from my sociology degree at the University of Leeds. That's good to hear. And uh, tell us, where are you speaking to us from today? Well, I'm in touch from uh, London, um, quite central London this morning. <laughs> it's Very um, good. pretty nice out here. I don't know how it's over there where you are. Well, pretty grey skies up here in Yorkshire, I'm afraid. But uh, oh. what's new? What's new, hey? Yeah, I know. I know we don't want to focus too much on the weather, but that was going to be my opening question to you, to yeah. you about your journey to Leeds. So take us back to uh, you're in Spain, you're in sunny Barcelona and you swapped those sunny streets for the rather changeable weather, like we've, we've said, of, of Yorkshire. What, what took you to that journey to Leeds in the first place, Maria? Well, it is a question that many people ask me. <laughs> and uh, many people think I was crazy for abandoning my very beautiful hometown for Yorkshire, you know. And I, I mean, I didn't really think about it too much just because back where I was at home, I mean, I was in a, an international school in which basically the culture kind of is to go out to study somewhere and I mean I did obtain the international baccalaureate which was kind of like my ticket to just go away um, and I mean one thing led to another and I ended up choosing Leeds um, not really thinking about the weather I must say um, more than anything just thinking about starting my life anew in a really really good university I guess and um when I first arrived to Leeds, <laughs> I, I, as I had not thought about it too much, I realized, oh, wow, this is quite a change, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but, you know, there was so much going on in the first year that it wasn't necessarily a consideration. I mean, in certain yeah. moments, I mean, we did have one massive snow in in March of my first year. Yeah. And I had not understood what cabin fever was until then. <laughs> And I've had plenty of practice in the last year, though, Maria, right? <laughs> precisely. So that seemed like a good warm up for what we have had now. Um, but yeah. 
Well, we want our graduates to feel like their studies are going to prepare them for their, the rest of their lives. So I'm glad that we could uh, oblige with the, the snowy weather in Yorkshire yeah. as well. And um, yeah, tell us a little bit more about that experience of living and studying in Yorkshire. I can imagine, like you said, there was a bit of a culture shock to start with, particularly, yeah. I'm guessing, just understanding the Yorkshire accent. That, that must have been a little bit challenging to start with. Yeah. I mean, I have a few really good friends that I've made that are true Yorkshire men, to put it one way. Um, yeah. And I guess it was more than anything just a laugh at the start. Mm. Um, I, I mean, as the naive person I was when I arrived in my first year compared to who I am now, I was just embracing kind of everything that was coming at me um, and just laughing it out and enjoying and, you know, more than anything, learning. Um, the culture shock was acute, to put it one yes. way. Um, but in, you know, I kind of just took it on in the end and... There's a lot of people, you know, international students who end up hanging out with a lot of people from their home country. And that is often like something that I actually encountered quite strongly, like with some of my peers. But I didn't necessarily feel drawn to doing that. And in the end, I kind of felt like I immersed more with British culture, um, meeting people not only from Yorkshire, but from literally everywhere in the UK. Um, in a way that has now at this point made me feel like I kind of belong in the UK and that being a reason why I have continued to stay around. No, that's great. And and obviously alongside your studies, you also threw yourself into life in Leeds and at the university as well. Tell yeah. us about um, the societies that you're involved in. I know in particular there was a, a, a magazine that you were involved in and I think became Lifestyle Editor of. Yeah. So in my first year, yeah, I guess the usual thing that one must do is branch out and see where you're see where you're headed find passions and societies that will uh make you not only just meet other people but also inspire you in one way or another um and i yeah i came across libby magazine and that was i mean that was an incredible experience um i became lifestyle editor my first year i just went for it sort of and that was incredible i mean I didn't know too many people who were in their first year and landed uh, a section editor role, but it was an incredible privilege. And I mean, it was, Lippy introduced me to uh, endless, an endless array of people who are now like lifelong friends. Um, so genuinely, I mean, that was one of the most one of the greatest highlights i would say of my of my experience in leeds um in my second year i went on to be a me member of the committee so there was four editors in chief in total and i was elected as one of them um and that i mean if my first year with libby was already great i mean the second year was already was something else you know um we i, I mean i take a lot of pride in the fact that we kind of expanded the society and, and not just for myself, but also for the people whom, I mean, I had to kind of coordinate and the, the people who were under kind of our, our leadership in a way, they found, they found it to be a really enriching experience. And we, we put a lot of time and effort into it um, in a way that made it a community. Mm. 
Yeah. It sounds really rewarding. Yeah, it was. Coming on then to your final year, obviously, when you came to Leeds, um, you were probably planning your graduation uh, with all your friends, with family there. And, you know, understandably, but really cruelly, that was taken away from you guys as the class of 2020, given the the global pandemic that hit. Um, How was that last term for you? And how did you sort of adjust mentally to the situation? I guess... The way that that I managed that last semester, it was just kind of focusing on what I had to accomplish. Um, If there was one thing that I kind of embraced was that the conditions were were perfect for me to kind of focus in a way. And I worked a lot on my university studies. Um, You know, I, I really took the time to kind of enjoy what I was studying because that is something that I do enjoy. Um, But then a lot of it was also just really enjoying being, I mean, there was a surplus of free time as well. Yeah. So I did take that time to really just introspect and, you know, have a nice routine in my life and, you know, enjoy time with the people you have nearest to you. And yeah. That's it. And I I guess like you said already it's about putting your best foot forward and yeah. making the most of, of of what understandably is quite a challenging situation as well indeed how would you say that lockdown has changed you as a person what has it taught you about yourself and uh, how you live live your life i know that's a deep question for uh, for a wednesday morning uh, maria but um, we'd love to hear your answer well i am very fond of deep questions put it one way um it completely redefined the way I think of myself. And that kind of trickles down to other areas of my life um, in the sense that it makes me, it has made me this whole pandemic having to be stuck at home, um, having to literally face like a lot of things that you would more easily evade or not have to see in your day to day. Were you able to just leave the house consistently you're, you're, I mean, you encounter yourself, you encounter yourself and you encounter whoever you're stuck with as well. <laughs> so it makes you see a lot of things in a different light um, and in a light that doesn't necessarily shine the beautiful sugar-coated aspects of things. So it's really, you know, quite an intense one. Um, so I'd say it, it has made me realize that I am a lot more resilient than I thought I was. <laughs> um, and I think that a lot of people would relate to that. Sure. No, and absolutely. yeah, it, it's also just mainly made me realize what I really, really want and not what I thought I wanted um, in my life. Uh, and it's made me a lot more creative. It's made me a lot more myself, um, more clear, more honest about things uh somewhat healthier i think (laughs) yeah but you know never never losing the little good things of life which is important the fun which as young people and sorry for going on but as young people you realize that you really do need to still have some fun totally however you can do that yeah, yeah no, I, I totally agree. Um, no, that's 
that's super. Thank you. Um, and I think what you've said there will really resonate with other people as well. I hope um, so. Um, so thank you. Um, and take us on then to life after graduation. Like we said, you didn't get to enjoy a graduation ceremony as we had planned it. And we no. are looking forward to the time when we can invite you back to campus here at, here in Leeds and uh, welcome you back and celebrate with you your, your achievements. Um, but you opted in the end to pursue further study and to stay in the UK. Just tell us about your sort of decision making for, for, for that. Yeah, so I mean, I guess it's strange because not having had a ceremony made it all a bit more of a blur. So you just kind of had to flow with it, you know, and the, the most kind of salient thing that told me I was done was just receiving my diploma by the mail, which was really nice. But, you know, you kind of have to say, okay, now what's the next step? You know, the, the conclusion isn't really consolidated in that sense. So it was a bit, it was blurry indeed. So you had to kind of just figure it out. And I guess I was telling you um, the other day that I decided to go for some, for my master's studies um, at King's College London, yeah. which I had been accepted for almost over a year ago now. So whilst I was still in my third year I was accepted at King's so it was an option that I was leaving um, out for me on the side and I had also kind of during the lockdown when I was home was also applying to various other places um, just also to keep really my options as open as I possibly could and do what I felt like was the best for me um, you know another really side side option was working but I did not consider that as strongly in that moment so basically I just decided to go to King's College um, I wanted to remain in the UK because I feel like having been kind of stripped of my last semester experience at Leeds because of the whole situation kind of made me feel like I, I wanted to continue to engage with this country um, in a way and also because I feel really good here and I think I have started a life, I have made a lot of connections all across the UK that I feel like I d wouldn't want to lose. Um, it's a foundation I've built that I'm really happy about. So yeah, I, I ended up coming to London and um, as I arrived to London to do a master's program in contemporary religions, I realized that I needed to step down from doing the full-time intensity and go for a part-time. Yeah, yeah. And do you think the pandemic sort of helped you focus on that decision or was that something that you think you'd have come to regardless of current circumstances? I'm actually not too sure about that, but I do think the pandemic had something to do. I mean, yeah. I guess, yeah, if conditions were a lot more kind of, uh, if, if you could put it one way, um, just stable, Perhaps I would have just gotten it done in a, in a year's time. But part of me also felt like I wanted to, you know, because I had really put so much effort into my studies in my third year, I think I also wanted to lo loosen down on the kind of um, workloads because I'm a very on top of my tasks kind of person. And I think that I, I really did owe it to myself as well to just not have to feel pressured to such a degree yeah. yeah also because I mean 
I am currently now looking for a job that is compatible with my part-time studies, which I've realized doing part-time does give you a lot of time on your hands. And a lot of people, they do ask um, about, you know, the feasibility of doing master's, especially master's degrees, um, part-time. And I could not recommend it enough if the conditions in one's life are such that it would be positive. Um, on many levels, it is. So I went for it. And um, now I have a really, I'd say I have a really balanced life in which I have the space and time to kind of be creative, read things for uni that I find fascinating, and at the same time continue to look for something that will that will be good for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and in terms of the 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 job hunt, obviously it's a tough market out there as we know. Um, as we've spoken to many people from the class of 2020, yeah. we recognize that it is challenging out there how, how have you found that i'm guessing you've had to use some of that resilience that you said you built up uh, during the last year or so yeah i mean i guess i started with my naive self um just applying uh i mean i've i've said this to a lot of people but kind of just non-stop really just non-stop and um if there's one way I could describe like how this has like how this has played out for me is just that I've become really good at accepting rejections. <laughs> and aside from that, also I'm becoming really good at marketing myself. Um, yeah. which, you know, I mean I've reached interview stages on many occasions and it's not pulled through. And then, you know, a really fun friend of mine, you know, he said like this is part of the learning process as well you know mm -hmm. and I mean you're doing this because you're doing it and uh, in the end like there's there's nothing else to do than to just keep trying really um, yeah. and it's something I've set myself out to do and I mean the good thing is I don't feel pressure um, I have the privilege of not feeling deeply deeply pressured um, and because of this I'm able to kind of take time to kind of reflect and see how I can change my approach so I've really been refining my way of presenting myself because as a person as well who has chosen, I guess, affiliations and kind of a professional route that is not as conventional or perhaps even secure, you do have to find a way to be, be good at what you're good at and really show that you are. Yeah. So I find that I've, I've become, you know, quite uh just mature in that sense i think mm -hmm. and finally then trying to sum up your experience and, and and the situation you're in you've talked a lot uh, about sort of the transformative nature of the circumstance you found yourself in in terms of learning about yourself and your aspirations and you talked also about that creativity that you've had a chance to i suppose like you said refine and and see that grow um what do you think and this might be a difficult question to answer but what do you think the sort of long-term career aspirations are for you and and do you see yourself staying in the uk or or making your way back to sunny barcelona at, at some stage as well um well you know you're not the first person to ask me this mark but um i guess 
at this stage, I want to, I mean, I've, I've put my foot into a lot of different industries thus far in my life. Um, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm a sucker for fashion really. Um, but also, you know, the proper kind of transformation of that world. Um, I mean, the ethics of just communications in the world. I mean, I, I'm, I'm as a sociology student and now, you know, a student in contemporary religion in, in the sense that you are, you are very attuned and kind of connected to the, the things that are going on in the world. And I, to put it one way, I think what I would want to do, and this is, again, highly cliche, is just really make the world a better place and help people. Um, that is my number one priority. Mm. As I pursue this, I realize I need to build a really strong foundation in myself. And through that, it's gaining thorough experience. Um, so part of me is happy to get involved in editorial, publishing, communications, which is something that I'm very good at. And then another part of me kind of wants to go into the whole world of research, um, kind of understanding and further understanding and exploring the realities, um, the more intricate realities of our world. Yeah. Um, so in a way, it's kind of like this dual pathway that I'm negotiating and I'm still, you know, it's like the fork in the path, you know, so I'm, I'm like literally there and I'm just testing the grounds um, in many different areas, asking myself, but at the same time, letting whatever opportunity has to arrive, letting it come and just um, taking it really. Um, and I guess yeah. not, not, not um, judging yourself in terms of having to have it all figured out right now. And, Gosh, um, no. Gosh, um, no. I mean, um, at this point, I mean, a lot, a lot of my friends as well, like fellow graduates from last year, we're all kind of on the same boat saying like, okay, some of us have something stable to do. Some of us are kind of in a leeway like I am. Um, and then some of us are literally still trying to figure it out. And in the end, like, there's nothing like we're just saying hey i mean we have to give it to ourselves that th in this very year we have chosen well not chosen actually not chosen at all we've just been put into the situation in which it's hard to know it's hard to know and and you just can't you can't control it you can't control it but what you can't control is just your approach the little things that you can do in your day-to-day if that can take you somewhere great, fantastic. If it doesn't, you can't beat yourself up about it. People keep telling me it's it's okay. Like it's really, it doesn't, you know, right now, even if we weren't in the middle of a pandemic, it would still be okay. Hmm. But now it's more strongly okay, to put it one way. Well, Maria, thank you so much for your time. Uh, it's been great to catch up with you to find out about your experiences at Leeds and, and how your journey has brought you from Barcelona to Leeds and Yorkshire and now to London. Um, we're really excited to sort of see what's next for you. But thank you again for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you very much for having me, Mark. It's been a pleasure, honestly. Mm -hmm.
You've been listening to My Leeds Story, a podcast series brought to you by the alumni team at the University of Leeds. For more stories about our global Leeds community, why not visit our website alumni.leeds.ac.uk or join us on our social media at, at Leeds Alumni. And if you have a Leeds story that you'd like to share, email us at alumni at leeds.ac.uk. Thank you.